Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Zadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds Talk. Hello, everybody. My name is Tim Daniel, and welcome to a very live, very special, maybe not super special, edition of Late Night Reds Talk Live, the live podcast that loves Cincinnati Reds as part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented as always by our friends at Bet Online. Today, I am joined by Nick Kirby and Carlos Guevara. The show is live streamed on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the podcast version is always up the next morning. If you are hanging out with us tonight on YouTube or watching the re- the rerun later on, uh, please take two seconds, hit the like button, subscribe to our channel as we try to fight the algorithm. Uh, before we do get started with today's show, let's have Nick Kirby tell you about our partners, Bet Online, who have the Cincinnati Bengals as six-point favorites at home on Sunday against the Browns. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get your rewards. That is B-L-E-A-V. Bet online is where the game starts. So before we do get started with today's show, I want to make sure we do have Carlos here and say congratulations to you and your family on the birth of your new beautiful baby girl. So it's very exciting news, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Be joining you very soon. Fun times over here. Yeah, I bet. But we're glad to have you taking away from dad duty for a little bit to hang with us. So we're definitely appreciate it. Um, and I knew we had to have you on to talk about the era that was Blake Sable with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, <laughs> Man. Do you think when he comes back with the Giants uh, that he gets a tribute video of just like, it's just like a two second clip? I mean, he deserves one. Deserves one. Absolutely. So you've been rule fived. You can, you can News probably, to some of us here. Yeah. You can probably understand where this guy's, how this old Blake Sable's feeling, right? He, he probably had an idea before it happened. Like, I mean, I know I did. Um, whenever that happened to me, they said that the phone call, the first phone call I got was saying, hey, you're going to get taken by the Marlins, but the Padres are going to trade for you. <laughs> and it happened like right away. So my biggest, knew. my biggest regret is your friend uh, from you getting rule five is you like you weren't with the Marlins enough to get one of those cool like teal hats because that was the Florida Marlins. I would have been pretty cool to see you in that uni. Yeah, but the cool thing is I still get to claim them, right? Like I yeah, was absolutely. Part of them for like a little bit, like if they go on a run, and you know, I yeah, do believe five it's... to six years I get to claim them. I get to wear the hat. <laughs> it is listed on your Wikipedia page, so I think same that's... thing with the with the Rockies too. I got yeah. You know, I went to spring training. That counts, right? 
Yeah, so the Rockies and Marlins are listed on your Wikipedia page, so therefore Wikipedia counts for above all. Yeah, it sucks the the teams that I actually played for that it's not like the Yankees or something like that that I can tie on to. Like, oh, I'll tie on to them, but it's damn Rockies and the <laughs> and the Marlins. <laughs> hey, the, Mar- the Marlins have two World Series. I'm not gonna I'm not talking any crap about the Marlins. Yeah, they're the only team with a with a World Series and no division title. Yeah. Too kind of fascinating, yeah. Two. But yeah, so um, I guess we don't really have to get into what the Reds are getting from Blake Sable, but I guess you can say the correct answer is a uh, cash is what they're getting. Um, but pretty pretty fascinating stuff, old Nick Crawl, uh, working some wizardry to get some extra money into the salary cap to sign Andrew McCutcheon, which we'll talk about later. I, I have a feeling that cash isn't a big like piece of this. I, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I thought, you know, maybe this was, uh, uh, the Reds are getting someone actually back on the, the Giants roster and this is offsetting, uh, Doug Gray, uh, made a good point in, in the, to make a rule five pick, you have to pay money for it. So the cash could be just paying for that. So I'm interested to see, um, you know, what becomes of this. I, I don't, you know, yeah. Who knows? Who knows with this? This is such a, a weird situation. I, I thought this, if there was ever a year that the Reds would want a Rule 5 guy that they could keep on the roster and really kind yeah. of roll the dice with this was the year. But maybe the Giants are really are offering something that's really good back in return. Uh, we probably won't know for a while. Uh, might be one of those things where the, the Giants are going to wait and kind of see how free agency and all that kind of stuff plays out before they decide, you know, who they're going to cut loose. And the Reds have a couple different guys or or, or something of that nature. Yeah, Di Sclafani's coming back. You haven't heard yet? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll take Evan Longoria. I know he's, like, washed, but, like, you know. He's a free agent. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Disregard. Um, I don't know. Tommy Lestella, does he still play for the Giants? Uh, maybe. This. Uh, so oh, here we go. Lestella listed. There's only, like... Giants only have like eight players that are like uh, actually earning um, an actual salary, not just like arbitration. There, there wasn't a, a big list, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, I guess the Rule Five Draft is uh, they get a little extra cash. I know Bobby Nightingale mentioned that they got a couple guys in the minor league section, um, so I haven't had a chance to see those, um, but or get information on them by any means. But um, on some, you know. Keep going this this role this body this baby going. Uh last night sucked as a Reds fan, as you saw if you hung out with Nick and I. And um our good friend Max got an excellent, excellent clip nailed it of, of our reactions. Um just a just a stinky day. Just a stinky day. I don't really think the Reds falling from four to seven is all that big of a deal. But the Pirates getting the number one pick is a big deal. That's that's the part that stinks exactly. way, way worse than the Reds falling. I mean, I think, you know, you can – it's very easy to make a good pick at four or a bad pick at four. It's very easy to make a good pick at seven or a bad pick at seven. One, you know, you're you're really – you really got got a lot better odds. So, um, yeah, it just, you know, since the Pirates uh, uh, got the number one pick. But hopefully they screw it up. They've uh, They've done that before. I was going to say, um, our good friend, uh, obscure former Reds, who we hung out with this weekend at Reds Fest, said a tweet that like I was like, it brought me back when, to life when he was like talking about um, 
guys, it's the pirates. We know this isn't going to work out for them. And that's when I was like, you know what? You're right. Because this is what they do. So I never want to be, I put, I like, I tweeted that and everyone's like, what about Henry Davis? I'm like, he hasn't played in the majors yet. So they could get it wrong still. Possible. And they, pro- and they probably will. Let's just be honest. You keep getting number one picks, you're going to eventually get one right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The Reds got many number two picks, and they got one right. So, so yeah, far. So, sometimes you draft Anthony Bennett. Sometimes you draft Kyrie Irving. You know? It's just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Andrew Wiggins, and you flip it for something. So Yeah. That's true. That was a fun game last night, by the way. They looked amazing. Um, another show. Another time. But, <laughs> yeah. I think... Uh, it was cool. Like it was a neat little thing. I think it could have been a little more entertaining as far as like the, the lottery, but it's their first one. They're learning. Um, so I think they probably are going to learn a little bit more for production to make it better for next year, especially if the Reds are in the same boat again. Maybe, I don't know, we get that one pick next year. That'd be cool. All those guys that were sitting in look so freaking awkward. Joe just like, like they were so like... nervous to be on the camera. They were like, yeah, Joe, Joe just bad. looked mad. He was mad. He was, yeah. I like I like his passion. I like Joe. I knew the results before it happened. <laughs> I, I don't think they did. I would I would think of it like they would be smart enough to say, all right, we're not telling like the guys that were putting out there the results because like we want some kind of reaction. The the pirates tweeted out a really cool video of like their their front office, like all celebrating. And I'm like, why wasn't this like live streamed on the broadcast? I know. Like this would have been a great like have yeah. every have at least like the the top ten or whatever the, like the realistic odds are. Have like all their front office with the you know webcam or whatever. That was a cool reaction and yeah. Like if that would have been the Reds, like it would have been awesome to see like you know Nick Crow. Yeah. Not yeah, not having he would have a bit of emotion. Be like you know like a small little yeah. yeah like it a, seems like they missed they had a, the a good opportunity and they missed it. Hopefully next year they do a little something. I mean because I mean thirty minute show they could. Yeah, I church agree. it up a little bit. Come on, I mean, this yeah, is not- the so this is the last time baseball is really going to be relevant till February. You know, I, people get excited about the winter meetings and like a lot of the conversation. And if you flip on ESPN, you're getting a lot of baseball coverage right now. But once you get past this, th- there's gonna be very little baseball talk until till then. So you know, you got to capitalize on this week. Do you think? Um, do you think Blake Siebel will be able to beat out Arson Judge? And the Giants' depth. I don't know. Is he better than Coke Hamels? <laughs> Dude, it's so fun. I yeah. love it. I, I love I love John Heyman. He's like I do too. He, he's kind of like that. Um, he's kind of like Stephen A. Smith in a way, where like he's kind of so like ridiculous and over the top that everyone used to like, you know, just make fun of him. And now I just like embrace him. I think he's great. I think he's awesome. I think he's entertaining. Uh, I love every time he's on TV because he's just, he's so serious when he's on he TV. <laughs> oh, he blows! It's so funny that I saw a video of him like walking in the lobby, and the tweet was like the loneliest man on earth, <laughs> just watching his mentions burn to the ground. I hope he did it on purpose. I hope he did it on purpose to get more recognition. Wait, you said burn to the ground. Is that an arson reference? Oh, yes, it was. Or a Coke reference. You're a sharp one. Nothing gets past Tim. All right. <laughs> so uh, I guess we had to get to this. I know we got to ask a couple of questions about this yesterday, but we saw we're holding off for the episode. So, yeah, Jesse Winker is back in the NL Central. 
Uh, Seattle moving on from him, getting Colton Wong back in return. And Seattle had to throw in Abraham Toro to make this trade happen. And cash. And cash, which is fascinating to me. Um, you and I and Clay had a chance to talk about this quite a bit over the weekend. But I really like this for Seattle. I think Colton Wong going there is going to be kind of awesome, actually. Um, as far as the Winker thing, I know the guy, people we talked to at Reds Fest were pretty upset about it, about him being back in the Central and stuff like that. That doesn't really bother me. I mean, the Reds traded him, so it wasn't like they traded him to Milwaukee. You know, like, I don't, I wasn't mad at Mike Leake when he signed with the Cardinals after they traded him to the Giants, so I'm not going to be mad now. Um, but it's an interesting fit. I think it's a park he could potentially have a decent season in, but... I think he's still the same player he was here last year. Yeah, I I think this is a decent move for Milwaukee. Like they need like the the upside that Winker has as a hitter. He obviously still has a lot of upside as a hitter. Um, and it's wild to see how far his value dropped in a year. I mean, this guy was the starting outfielder in the All Star game in twenty twenty one, and uh, now I mean, almost had almost had like yeah, he basically had negative value. Uh, because the, the 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 Brewers traded an equivalent salaried player and cash for him, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what to expect out of him to be honest. Um, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully for his sake, they DH him and they don't try to play him out in the field. I don't know what Seattle was doing with having that. a him and Yelich in the outfield together. Yeah, it's it's just it's just wild how how different a year could be. Like, you know, when when this trade happened. Uh, not that long ago in March, you know, the uh, thing was up with, you know, Eugenio Suarez was a throw in. And now Eugenio Suarez is a big part of the Mariners. And Jesse Weaker is the expendable guy that you're trying to get rid of. You know, it's it, it just, it's a great like uh, reminder that uh, not to, to get too high or too low on a player. Uh, at any given point, because it can flip pretty quick over, you know, Six, seven, eight months. Carlos, you're pretty high on this move for Winker, aren't you? On what? You you're, you're, you like this move for Winker, don't you? You think he'll do well there? Yeah, I, I I think it will. Obviously, it wasn't a good time for him there in Seattle. He wasn't comfortable. Um, you know, he referenced wanting to be closer to his his daughter, which this will put him there. Um, he knows the division. It's a good ballpark for him to hit in. I think that I think the Brewers are going to end up getting the better of this deal here. That's okay. just my guess. I'm hopeful for it because um, I want to see him do well. Um, maybe not the games that he's playing the Reds, but uh, I, I think it's going to be good for him. It's just just my hot take, I guess. I have no idea who Abraham Toro is, so <laughs> he was kind of uh, one of those like nice prospects that really has kind of been a, a bust to this point. Uh, not for Winker. I mean, this is he had to get out of Seattle. Like, yeah, yeah. It sounded like he was in a lose lose situation. So I'm sure he was ecstatic, and he's going to a team that uh, uh, is at least you know going to compete. It, it sounds yeah. like sounds like they they said and they're hold, they're holding to their guys. So, and this is this year's going to be like a like if he doesn't come ready to play this year, then he's never going to come ready to play again. Because right. this is like a make or break type of year. This is like a, you know, I'm about to go into my free agency year, even though that's not what he's doing, but he's fighting for his career right now. And if he doesn't come in 
to the cliche best shape of his life and ready to go, he's in trouble. And that's and I think he's going to realize that. And he's too talented just to let that go. So that's why that's you know part of why I think he's going to bounce back. I can very well see him bounce back. I can see him having a good year there. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me by any means, but I do recall. I seem to remember he had a pretty good history playing in that ballpark with the Reds. So it's very well something that I could probably pick back up. But yeah, like I said, if he's uh, really good, if he's really bad, the 19 games against the Reds and he's good against everyone else, I guess it's less than 19 now with uh, how they're doing uh, interleague play. But I'm all for it. You know, I just... uh. Hope he doesn't, you know. My hot take about Winker is he's not going to do well against the Reds at all this year. David Bell like, just he finds might tear a way up to make... the rest of the division, but he's going to like press so hard, especially in Cincinnati. Hot you take. Think like, it uh, Put it on the you, board. You think David Bell just like the day that he sees like they play the Brewers, he's like, okay, so we're going to go and move Nick Lodolo's start to there. Reaver San Martin's coming spot in the start. Six. Spot start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reaver would be like a brutal matchup for Jesse. I think I that's like the the, like the guy that's not really that great, but you know he's gonna get get torched up. But to Carlos's point, I mean, Jesse Weaker legitimately could be staring at a bad season, getting a one year five million dollar deal next year, or if he does well, he could be getting fifty sixty million dollar deal. Like it's like that's how big of a variance he has because his track record is so mixed with his injury history. Uh, that uh, he could, he has a lot of money at stake this year. Yeah, he does. It's going to be really interesting. Um, he does get to wear some of the coolest uniforms in baseball, at least. So props to him on that. Um, yeah. I like it. I always like the Brewers jerseys. Uh, but let's kind of go through real quick because we'll talk about this throughout the year. Let's look at some hot stove action here. And I know the Aaron Judge thing is going to be the, the the big topic of discussion. But how about the Cubs? going crazy with spending a little extra money the last couple days uh guys that we had said you know we wanted to see the reds potentially make a run at uh go to cleveland and we go to chicago with uh jameson tyon former pitcher of the pirates and yankees and cody bellinger former national league mvp uh bellinger on a one-year 17 million dollar deal i think jameson tyon got a multi-year deal if i remember correctly yeah four years thank you nick um so you know these are Really good moves for the Cubs. Um, I feel like the Central is going to be really wide open this year. You know, I don't know what the, you know, I know the Cardinals got Wilson Contreras. You don't think so? No, I think the Cardinals are going to run away with it. Do you? That's another show. Yeah. I mean, they very well could. Uh, Having Contreras, Goldschmidt in the lineup and Arenado, that's pretty scary. Um, It's hard to see the Brewers not at least being competitive, though, if they keep their three starters. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but what do you guys think about Jacob DeGrom? Uh, obviously, he's awesome. You know, we know how good he is, but he's a dude that's battled a lot of injuries and you're risking that much money for him. I understand that's probably what the market was to get him. And that's probably what Texas had to do. But man, that's I don't blame the Mets whatsoever for being like, nope, we've, we, we saw your physical reports. We saw your rehab assignments. You can go. I, I just think it makes more sense for the Mets to do what they did. Yeah. I mean, Jacob DeGrom isn't very young. His medical history is not on his side right now. You know, Verlander's coming off of his surgery, but two years. Take that gamble. Sure. 
I mean, yeah, I, I would do that. And I think I think a lot of people that I've read on, you know, online and little articles that they kind of agree with that, too. Yeah, 100 percent. I would take Verlander with a shorter. I don't know. I mean, I, I know everyone wants to just say, oh, it's it's just money. You know, why are you but, like the Rangers are going to run out of money at some point. So if you're putting 185 on the line, that's going to hurt whatever your budget. Everyone has a budget. So. I don't know. I think that's I'm the Rangers. I think I think the Rangers are trying to rush a rebuild and uh, uh that's typically not a good recipe. Uh where are those those pitchers gonna come up, the lighter and the and the other guy? I would think they're pretty close. Um because they're uh, older rock, college guys. Rock, right? yeah, yeah, busy they're both went through college. So I, w- I would think they're close, but man. I hope it works out for them because I mean yeah. To make that division a little stronger. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of feel that Astros. It almost feels like they feel that Astros pressure that the team, their divisions in the ALS, at least the ALCS every year. So they got to like make a fight at it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Wilson Contreras. Yeah. The Mariners getting hot too. You're right. And the Angels still have Mike Chot and Shohei Otani, but they still managed to lose 95 games a year with those two. So that's fascinating to me. Oh, Tony's going to be a Padre next year, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> is that the, is that the is that the linked team? That's what I heard. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, Wilson Contreras leaving the Cubs to go to the Cardinals. Those are going to be fun games when he goes to Wrigley at two in the afternoon. And everyone's drunk already. Oh man, I love that signing. I do too. I think that is a signing that's going to be good for the Reds. Uh, I I don't think it's a bad signing for the Cardinals, but I, I don't see like him in his age 35, 36 season as a catcher aging all that well. And that's about when we're, you know, hoping the Reds are at their, you know, peak or whatever of, of kind of where their players are at now. So, yeah, I, I want all the NL Central teams to sign big, long contracts. It's- Yachty was getting quite a bit of ch- a chunk of change, though, right? Wasn't he? It was. It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> too much. I think it was like, almost... like that's why I'm like, this is really isn't that big of a deal. I mean, they're getting a better catcher, a, like total package wise, like he's way a way better hitter. I doubt he's a catcher at the end of that. Would be my guess. I, I bet he. But that's yeah. why I don't feel like yeah, I don't yeah, feel like was... this is much of a gamble by the Cardinals because they're upgrading and almost paying what they were paying for a terrible catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was only 10, 10 and then nine the year before. So this is a little this is about uh one and a half, one point six times more. There, yeah, I mean you're, yeah. you're your points pretty well. Yeah, I mean again, like, like this makes them a a much better team next year and the year after. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, yeah, God, but it's such a perfect I just, fit. I just never <laughs> liked Contreras, and it, it's it, it's a perfect fit for the next couple of years. But again, yes. like like what I'm saying is, eh, years three, four, five. I I think that is a contract that has the absolute writings of a a, a rough end, of a Mustakas ending. Yeah, and you guys like look at this money. We don't really know the Mustakas ending yet. <laughs> we don't know yet, Nick. Forecast oh. says Carlos is a Mustakas believer. I love it. I love it. Give me I'm that in. energy. <laughs> Give me that yeah. energy. But I think going I'm to the thing we've 
we've argued for way too long at this point now. You see the money Wilson Contreras get, and you wonder why Tyler Stevenson still wants to catch, right? Who do you want for the next five years, Wilson Contreras or Tyler Stevenson? Tyler, Tyler Stevenson. Stevenson. Every day get of the week. Of Every day of the week. Um, Aaron Judge, real quick before we move on. Uh, nine years, 360. I just feel like it's probably – I mean, it definitely probably makes the most sense for him. But as a baseball fan, doesn't it feel kind of boring? Like, I thought him going to the Giants would have been a blast. I thought that would have been really fun. Um, I thought him going to the Padres would have been a blast. That would have been really fun. I don't know if they could afford him with what they're paying. Um, who's the guy? I just went pulled the blade. The guy they got in the trade for the Nationals last year. Soto. Yeah, thank you. Juan Soto. Wow. He's tender. Yeah, pretty good ball player. I mean, we're not going to make this a Padres podcast, but they're <laughs> going to spend the money. They want to extend sale and get another $400 million contract on the books. Yeah, I heard they offered Judge this 10 This guy's like going, he's going nuts over there. Yeah. He's like, um, we're printing money. Have it. <laughs> so the Yankees have three guys that, are big com- that they combine salary. They're paying a billion dollars for. That's wild. It's a lot of money. That's the times we're in now. But it doesn't put a dent in the ownership's pocket. Not a bit. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right there. Um, but yeah, you know, I get it. Comfortability, marketability. Oh, shit. All the money they got coming in for their brand. Oof. Yeah. That's, not, that's crazy. Yeah, that wasn't painful for the Yankees to, say, to offer that deal at all. So. Man, those Phillies Mets, like uh, Branch said in the chat, those are going to be some good games, man. Yeah. Those will be fun. I do want to say real quick, I absolutely love Josh Bell going to the Guardians. I think that's a really, really good signing for them. Whether he's playing first base or DHing, that's a really good gift for them. That's the model the Reds should be doing. Two-year deals, short deals, fill your gaps with a player like Josh Bell. Not a four-year, five-year deal that 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 you can really struggle on the back end. That's that's the model. That, that's the model right there. Is this the year Tyler Stevenson can like get his extension? I know, he, or is this like he's you can, still got to... You can extend a player anytime. The Phillies, I guess that's true, yeah. Phillies extended players before they came up. The Braves did that too. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm off today, guys. I'm sorry. I'm losing it. I'm not even. I'm out of it. Basketball season, Tim. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Um, but yeah, I think those are all really good moves. I love the Josh Bell moves for the Guardians. Um, the Cubs are going to be He's fun. an easy guy to root for, Josh he Bell. He is, yeah. Especially since he's not a Pirate anymore. We've said the Pirates name way too many times on this podcast. We have, we have. Speaking of former Pirates, <laughs> apparently there's a lot of discussion that Buster only reported the Reds have interest in former National League MVP Andrew McCutcheon, um, which is hilarious because I think all offseason last year, granted there was a lockout, I think I probably said this 50 times in the offseason last year that I, I wanted them to make a move at him. Um, and I think he'd be awesome in GABP, especially as a, as a right-handed hitter. Uh, didn't have his best year by any means last year with the Brewers. Um, I always thought it was laughable when people try to say he was better than Joey because they were in the central together. He never was, uh, even his MVP year. I don't care what anyone says, but, um, I think this would be cool. I would like to have him here. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, I'm I'm for it. I was more for it last year. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the Reds should go out and get get an outfielder. Uh, whether it's Andrew McCutcheon or or Will Myers or someone that Would kind that of fits fun? fits that mold. Um, I can't believe McCutcheon is still in the 90th in sprint speed. I had to, like double check that when I was looking this up earlier. Uh, I can't believe he's still that fast, but yeah, I mean, he, he would, uh, he'd be a good balance with a, a very heavy left-handed outfield right now. Um, he's hit lefties really well throughout his career. Last year was, was okay. It was good. I mean, one Oh six isn't, you know, if that's your better side, you want it a little higher than that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he'd be a great fit for the reds if they could, they could land him with kind of where they're at and, and, uh, you know, what, what they're trying to accomplish next year. I think he'd be a. I think he'd be a pretty good fit. Joey needs somebody his age to hang out with. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's a good point. He needs. He needs a teammate. <laughs> yeah, you know they bring in McCutcheon, they bring back Johnny Cueto, and those three can just chill. We can talk about the glory days of 2012. Yeah, it's like they all get off the plane and head to the hotel, and they all ask Joey if if he can go buy them liquor or something. It's. <laughs> He needs he needs a friend, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Joey's <laughs> supplying liquor. That's that'd be pretty funny. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, um, I think this would be a decent move for them. I'd be pretty cool about it. Um, Nick, you talked a little bit about this. Uh apparently they also have interest in a guy like Seth Lugo, who uh, has been a match reliever. There's talks about him potentially going to being a starter. Has decent numbers if you look at a stat cast um, and statistics uh, down the road. Has a you know a little bit up and down. But what do you think about this as a potential move for, fit for them? I've you know first I kind of you know I shrugged it off and then I kind of looked at his numbers. I was like, oh wow, this guy's actually been a, a really solid pitcher the last couple of years. He, he came up as a starter, kind of was a failed starter, but not really that bad. I mean, like in eighteen starts, he had a. Uh, a 4.71 ERA and uh, the FIP was actually below four. So he really wasn't maybe that bad. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is a guy maybe you could get as a back end starter uh, that's, you know, significantly discounted versus like a Jamison Tyon. Uh, but honestly might end up with similar numbers to Jamison Tyon if he's able to make that transition back to a starter. Carlos, what would it be like for a guy like Lugo, you know, who's been a reliever, pretty much strictly for you know four or five years trying to transition back to a start i mean there's been several guys that have done it how hard is something like that i mean just looking at the innings pitch he hasn't thrown a lot of innings at all well 2020 was uh that is a lot of innings in 2020 a lot of um, strikeouts too yeah i, I mean, mean but like last year 65 innings 21 46 Last time, I mean, he's never even thrown over a hundred innings, and I don't know. I don't like him. I don't like that as a chance to do as a starter. It just depends how much money, you know. Like if he's going to be just like a a wingman, you know, like a another Sessa, yeah, like that, then that's fine. Sure, get him for a good price, and because they're going to need innings eaters. It's true. I don't. I don't mind it. He throws strikes and he moves the game along. So he'd yeah. be like the sixth or seventh best pitcher on the roster. So you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring him aboard. Sure. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Let's go for it. It's I'm like you in. know what you're getting. It's not like a oh we're gonna take we're 
inviting this guy to camp and hopefully he makes a team with Seth Louis, you know what you're getting. That yeah. fills a role, fills a need. Do it. So Zachary Ertzel asked, uh, would Kutch really want to come here being Andrew McCutcheon? If we're being honest, the Reds are going to lose 85 plus again as constructed. That's a good point. It is. I don't know what his market is necessarily going to be, though. Like, are contenders going to go after him? Is really uh, contenders would probably be like a fourth outfielder, like a yeah. platoon role. Yeah, he's not going to get it. He's not going to get a starting job on the so Dodgers. It just depends, really. I mean, I mean what is he, he looking for? Yeah. Yeah. Does he want to start? Does he want to? Uh, Reds could, this might sound weird, might be able to pay him more than some other teams that are. You know, hey, if, if you're a platoon guy, we'll play. You know, we'll, we'll, we'd love you for three point five million. But the Reds would be like, hey, we could do, you know, like seven, like we did for Tommy Pham last year. Uh, it just depends. Yeah. Is he try, is he trying to play more than one more year? Um, if he signs with the Reds, he's probably not going to stay all year either. That's also something to, you know, factor in. Uh, True. And, you know, yeah, hopefully. Reds, hey, hey, you know, Andrew, come here, play for three really good months, and we'll ship you off to a contender, and we'll get you a starting job somewhere. You know, like like. Right, a jury. I was gonna say, like jury, yeah. Yeah. Nice question, old Zachary. Yeah, I like that question a lot, actually. It's a really good one. Um, so there's a few more things that came out kind of real quick. Nick, why don't you catch us up a little bit, Nick? Yeah, uh did want to discuss this one real quick, then the rest will just kind of run through. Uh Crawl says the res are not necessarily prioritizing the addition of a veteran starter. I mean, I, I I hope that that those comments uh, mean that the Reds are higher on uh, guys like Brandon Williamson uh, uh, a, a next year, and, and think that hey, Brandon Williamson is is a guy that's ready to jump in the rotation. Um, I hope that's how I'm reading it, and not just uh, you know, just just being cheap. Um, I mean, Carlos, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think that? I mean, I would like to see the Reds add a starter. I mean, I think outfield is probably a bigger concern um i don't know where do you see that carlos um i honestly i'd I'd want them to have a veteran starter these guys they're so young everyone is so young they need that presence it's just important like i said last year about the catcher like i couldn't believe that the reds didn't bring in a veteran catcher to help that young staff They, they need somebody to to watch everybody like you know you have your your coaches, you have all the data that you need, but you need to watch someone. I mean, that's how all of us, you know, got to the level that we're at because there was always somebody in front of us that we could watch and mimic. Even whenever you get to that level, it's the same thing. Like, you can tell me what to do. You can give me all the numbers that show me what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, until I see you do it or see how you go about doing it, See how you handle yourself during certain, you know, certain situations. It's that's so big, and and those guys learn learn so much from it. And the fact that they don't have that option right now, I think that's pretty big, because they're just going to be out there on an island by themselves. They don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'd like to see. I love Cueto, like like Branch said. Yeah, please. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of see. Um, but again, I always always take what Nick Carl says with a grain of salt because uh, yeah. we remember. And even if you have yeah. to overpay for like, not necessarily Cueto. I, I, obviously, we would like that because it'd be an awesome story. But someone like Cueto, if you have to overpay a little bit for it, like, okay. I mean, where else are you going to spend that money anyway, really, right? 
Mm-hmm. This, this is not we're not doing this for four or five years. This is just like one, maybe two years. Maybe four Overpay months. Pay a little bit because it's it's worth it. I promise you. What about? I, I mean, like I said, we're all open to the idea of, of Quato because of the story. Is anyone like? Are you guys against the idea of David Price? I think he might. I don't know. I don't know if he announced his retirement, but there was definitely like. Um, okay. Mulling it. No, well, I just pulled it up 23 hours ago. David Price won't pitch in 2023. Oh, he isn't retiring. Saw- he isn't retiring, but he is retiring. Because I saw that he was listed on the free agent list for the Dodgers still. So I didn't see the retiring link part. Yeah, I, I would have loved I, I feel like that would have made a lot of sense, especially with his uh, connection with Derek Johnson uh, from uh, from Vanderbilt. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I saw Pat mentioned uh, Michael Walker. That'd be fun. I'd be down for that. Walker might have been a little too good last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Smi- Smiley might be a little more realistic. And then just just the other the other topics of the week. Reds exploring the uh, center field market. Kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Um, the Reds also signed another catcher, uh, Johnny Pareda. Uh, career minor league catcher, nine seasons in the minor leagues uh, for the Cubs, Red Sox, and Giants. He was the 2019 Cubs minor league overall system gold glove winner, so he was the best in the entire system of any position. Uh, not a lot of power, but has you know thrown out 37% of runners, was a top 30 prospect for the Cubs at one point. So just another guy to go along with Chucky Robinson, who is returning along with Jared Solomon. Uh, I, I did like Jared Solomon coming back. Um, I, I, I've heard some some positive things about him. Um, not a guy I don't think you want to hold a forty man roster support for right now, but you know, good to to keep those those guys along. That's your Reds news of the week. Do we, do we want to get into this? I know you got the slide up. Do we want to have the conversation? I mean, congrats to Danny Graves on on being selected for the Reds Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, Shout out Nick Massett. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I, I the Reds Hall of Fame, it's I guess you just have to kind of view it as a you know, who was uh more I don't, don't want to say popular. I feel like there's a better word than popular because I, I don't feel like that's fair, but like yeah. Francisco, Francisco Guerrero was so much better than Danny Graves. They're just looking for people to put in at this point. Let's just say that. Well, well if they are, like then call freaking, Aaron Harag. Reggie freaking Sanders. Like, uh, you it's know, real. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. Reggie, I don't Aaron Harang. I don't want to throw any shade at Danny Graves because he's sure. I, I have enjoyed him, you know, in his Reds coverage and, and all those kind of things. <laughs> I just feel like there's probably like, you know, 30 more people that are probably more <laughs> deserving right now. But I that's just I guess that you have to view the Reds Hall of Fame not as. Right. completely merit based. Yeah. I mean, Fred McGriff, who deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, um was the only guy that got inducted in this class. Yeah. Were you excited about that Carlos? You were a Braves fan growing up. What did you say? Were you excited about Fred McGriff? Weren't you a Braves fan growing up? Yeah, the crime dog for sure. Yeah. Did you watch the Tom Mansky videos when you were coming up? Sure did. I threw into the <laughs> trash can from center field, you crazy? <laughs> Oh, they were awesome. Yeah, it was cool, man. I'm excited for him. All right. Well, 
with that being said before this goes on a little too long let's go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of the show um please like i said as always uh take a second to give us a follow on the youtube channel uh helps us out a long way please go into your uh podcast subscription app of choice and give us a nice solid five star review if you haven't already certainly means a lot for us follow us on all the socials uh instagram twitter and tiktok uh, don't forget next Thursday, December fifteenth, will be our next our next show, and then we're right after that. It's the holiday season, so right, we're kind of going through it all. Uh, if you were tuning in tonight and weren't there last night, what well, I once again say thanks to everyone who said hi to us at Reds Fest. It was really cool to see all of you. We had a really good time hanging out. And um, as always, this show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. Go, go, make some deposits and make some money. So it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. You'll really enjoy it. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube